live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls on money, life, your marriage, what's going on in your workplace, whatever you got going on in your life, we got you. 888-825-5225. It's 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Eric in Philadelphia, where he was born and raised in the playgrounds where he spent most of his days. What's up? Let's see here. What's up, Eric? How we doing? Yes. Hi there, David. How are you? I'm I'm John. I'm I'm sitting in for Dave today, but I'm doing great. Oh, okay. How are you? Um, good to hear, John. Um, I want to let you know I'm a big fan of your show. I like your show, and I've been following your advice. Um, long story short, I don't want to get into it, the full scenario. If we need to do that, then I'll need to sit with an advisor. But I'm low income, and I filed for bankruptcy about three years ago, which I know you're against that, but it was the best thing that could happen to me because I learned a financial lesson. I, um, as a result of being low income, do not want to own a car. I do not want to lease a car. That is completely off the table. And I received professional advice against doing that. And I'm fully agreeing with that. I also agree with Dave's advice about not bothering with credit cards because that's off the table. What I was advised to do was to rent a car from Enterprise when you need it because my insurer and my other advisors told me, you want to be the type of person that you want to use the car, but when the car is done, you hand it over and say it's your problem now. You want to take the damage waiver out and everything. I normally advise against that, but in your case, I'm for it. However, as you know, for those car rental places, it contradicts Dave's advice, and you need a credit card to rent from them, and I don't want a credit card. Is there any tactic or way of advisement to get around it? Because I'm bankrupt, and it would cost me more for a credit card, obviously, to get the bankrupt card that I don't want to begin with than it would be worth, but it's more feasible to rent the car. What do I do? Because it contradicts what sure, Dave sure, sure, tells sure. me. Let, me. let me tell you this first. Um, you've been through hell and back, haven't you? Yes. Long story short. So what I want to tell you is just guy to guy, friend to friend now. I'm glad you're back and you've been through it and you've got more advice and people jawing at you and people coming after you. It's been a rough season and I want you to know I'm grateful for your call and I'm grateful for these boundaries you're putting in place in your life. Um, yes. There's gonna come. And I'm a s- grateful that you've been able to take my call because I haven't been able to get through to the show. And today I just decided randomly I'll try it. Luckily I got through. I'm more grateful that you took the call. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, so there's 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 long story short, I travel all over the country. I'm I'm gone probably a week and a half, sometimes two weeks a month. I rent cars all over the nation, and I don't have a credit card. I use my debit card. Um, I have a comment about that, but I'll let you continue. Okay. I do have, um, on the the debit card that I travel with, I do have space. And so I am fortunate that if they put a $300 hold or whatever, that's okay. I'm okay with that. I know not everybody's in that situation. Okay. Um, I want to go back before, and I, by the way, and I've also run into trouble. I've, I've just, 
I, I was just telling Jade off air, we were talking about this, and I said, I one time was sitting at a at a car rental counter in Dallas, Texas, and I looked at the person working and I said, can you please figure out a way that I can give you my money? I'm trying to pay <laughs> you. And she would, uh, it was just, it was such a mess. And I ended up having to leave and I had to go to another counter. They took my money right away and had me in a car within two minutes and we were out the door. That said, I really want to challenge the wisdom. And again, you've got people working with you and you've, you and I have known each other for 90 seconds now. Right. I want to challenge the wisdom that you, you are taking a very expensive way to get yourself around. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I don't do it occasionally. That's the thing. And when I want to go expensive, I like to go luxury because it's only occasional. Uh, Eric, okay. are you still walking through the bankruptcy or is it complete? Like, was um, it chapter finalized. seven? It's finalized. It's chapter seven. It's finalized. Good. Done. It's gone. And I'm proud of it. I okay. wouldn't want to do it any other way. Okay. It's basically, and I'm cash only. And so where are you at now with your income? I'm just low income. I'm in housing type situation. Okay. How much? Or if, you know, uh, my, if you don't feel comfortable saying it, that's fine. But I'd like to be able to help you as accurately as possible. How much? Um, what do you need to know? I wanted to know what you're earning a month because I want to find out your debt is gone. You know, everything's been liquidated. I want to know what you're left with and kind of what your plan going forward is because I agree with John renting cars is not sustainable you're going to spend more on the long haul you can get a cash car at some point not today but we want to get you on a plan that's going to be sustainable and you keep referring Uh, to yourself as low income as though it's an identity it's not I want to disagree with that's not who you are brother that's where you find yourself right now that's not who you are yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, basically, I get eight hundred a month, and my portion of rent is three hundred, and then housing's portion. Um, and basically, the rest of the money is goes on whatever else necessary: food, groceries, tra- my transit card, things like that. It's basically mm-hmm. gone by the time it makes there after the bills. Are you on disability? Are you unable to yes. work? Um, it's a long story, but yes, I don't want to get into that situation on the air. If you want to speak with me about it on a more or connect me with an advisor, I can get into that portion, but yes. We definitely want to do that. We definitely want to get you connected with somebody that you can help you financially. And I'm going to have Austin That's pick up afterwards because there's a lot more to this. And, um, yes, and I agree, but I just, you know, it's time constraining for the show. I'm absolutely. trying to get right to the point without going on, 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 on. Sure, well, no, here, I, I mean, it. then that's, this is the fact. What, what John said, you're going to run into an issue with that because when you do use a debit card, they're saying, hey, yeah, we'll do this, but you're a liability to us. So they're going to charge a lot more on your card. They're going to put those holds on there. Um, if you're going from place to place, sometimes they'll even say like, you've got to show us your ticket. If you're flying somewhere, your ticket here and your ticket returning, like they, they do put, they make it hard for people who honestly just want to pay cash for things. They do. And so in your situation where your income is so limited, I don't believe that this is the best possible thing for you long-term, but in the short term, do know that you are going to run into those problems. And I know you mentioned you do like to do luxury when you do do it. It, it it's not a season for luxury right now. Um, I totally get that sentiment and that feeling. That's just not the season you're in right now. Um, and here's the thing, Jay. This is a choice I made. Kind of like what if I've got a diet restriction, I'm always doing these weird diets. Uh-huh. And I go to your, you and Sam's house for dinner. 
I'm not going to impose that on you guys. I get to make choices about what I mean because it's that's on me. Yeah. So when I go to a, a rental car counter, I'm not mad at them. They're making my life hard, but yeah. I chose this this no credit life. That's right, and John. And so, so be it, man. I'm not going to lose sleep because y'all don't want my business, right? I know that's right. Good point. All right. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. 888-825-5225. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the Internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Hey, what's up, America? If you're a new listener and you want to dive deeper into the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. Everyone's always calling, asking us, where are we? How, how do I know what step I'm in? We got you. We got you. We'll help you figure out the best next step for your financial journey based on exactly where you are today. Go to RamseySolutions.com and click on Get Started. All right. We got question of the day. Today's question comes from Rachel in Utah. Cool. My question is, how can I combine finances as a newly married couple? It's his second marriage. Uh, when your spouse has no budgeting discipline and has no limits to giving his children money frivolously. I have good credit and we discuss these things before marriage. I feel trapped. Ooh, John, I feel like I'll there's some it. stuff beneath the surface I'll here. Say it like this is a question you should have uh, not a question. Y'all discuss these things before marriage. My but guy flipped the script. You never made any decisions before marriage, and y'all didn't come up with any plans before marriage, and y'all didn't have any ideas. You probably had a conversation over lunch like, hey, budgeting's a big deal, and yeah, sure, that's cool, and y'all never made one. Y'all never sat down and said, hey, well, what do we want our marriage to look like in 10 years, and what do we start have to do? What do we have to start doing right now so that we can be there in 10 years? Yeah. Well, there's also the side to it where he's giving his children money frivolously, and... I want to know more about that because that's from his previous marriage. Maybe there's something there where he's like, this is all I can do to like. And maybe, <sighs> maybe this is somebody that's never had kids and this money isn't frivolous at all. This is what it costs Agreed. to raise kids. So who knows? Rachel, these are all questions you should have asked before you got married and you should have been super clear. And here's the deal. You have married somebody with kids. Great. That's awesome. That means you have made a choice. You chose to be in some sort of relationship with his ex-wife forever. Forever. You have chosen to participate in the raising of two kids that are not biologically yours. 
forever. Those are just choices you made. And so don't go to war with those. You also chose to marry somebody who's super immature with money. You knew this before you said, I do. You did. Um, And so what you can do moving forward is one of two things. I would start with number one, which is to sit down and say, we are a few months in, we're a year into this new marriage, and I'm scared to death and I can't breathe. I can't breathe because I don't know how much money we have. I don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. I want to own a home someday with you. I want to build a life. I want to be able to share in this adventure that we both signed up for. And the way money is leaking out our back door, it scares me to death and I can't move. Can you help me, please? I don't feel safe. That's number one. That, By the way, that's, a, that's making the entire issue not his fault, not he's got no discipline and he's just... That's about you and what you're feeling and what your body is trying to get your attention for, right? That's number one. Number two, if he looks at you and says, listen, honey, I'm never going to not give my kids money ever, ever, ever. I'm not budgeting. Budgeting is stupid. Then I classify that. I I think we often, when it comes to um, marital fidelity, we often get laser focused in on sex. And I think fidelity is a much bigger picture about how you treat the person you're married to. And so um, this is somebody who is choosing to not be in relationship with you. And at some point you become unsafe and you're going to have to either create an account that is yours that you can begin to plan a budget for you take yourself to counseling or you got to start deciding, is this marriage safe overall? Because usually, Jade, in situations like this, there's something else going on. It sounds like there is. I, it, honestly, when I look at it, my you know, I try to see the, the best in things, John. It, <laughs> I always go to the dark. You, it's did, all you, did, down. you went to the dark side quick, but I, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll pull it back for us who were kind of like, maybe it's not that bad. I kind of feel like there might have just been a difference in vocabulary. Like oh, the what pictures words, and words mean? Right? Yeah, 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 like yeah. what words mean? What does frivolous mean? Mm. What does budgeting mean? You know what I mean? And I think that sometimes you have those conversations early on, and you kind of just don't know what you don't know. It's like, oh yeah, budgeting. I grew up with that. Yeah, yeah, I budget. Mm. And then it's like, but like Dave Ramsey budgeting is different from you know what I mean. The the budgeting some of us grew up with. So I think there could be just the lines are crossed. Um, only she knows really what's going on. But I think when you have those conversations and you approach it from, instead of approaching it from, I'm mad at you, I'm angry with you, but kind of from like, I'm scared. Yeah. I think that if you're a good guy and your woman is telling you she's scared, if it doesn't disarm you, like- She should go, right? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm go, not saying- go to counseling. There you go. There you go, go, go. Okay, get, there you where, go. <laughs> Um, I, I, John, you're throwing bombs, you've, bro. You've got a great, you got a great perspective. There's this, um, it's an old um, counseling adage that we speak in pictures, but we think in words. Mm-hmm. And how often, it, my wife and I, like, hey, I'm going to be home late um, for dinner tonight. Yeah. Great, late for me. I know my calendar. I know that my last meeting and media hit is eight o'clock tonight. Exactly. Late for her is five fifteen. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so she had a picture of what late was. I had a picture of what late it was, and we both used the word late, but we missed each other. And so right. maybe it, it maybe because you're a better person than me, well, it is a matter of, hey, when we said you were going to give money to your kids, I didn't realize it was a thousand dollars. I and, thought it was fifty. And I think that who who knows? I'm looking at the words newly married, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where my my ring 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 is going off because. That first year, you don't you don't know what you're doing, dude. I'm 20 years. I'm still. I'm okay. Still what I'm doing. Okay. I had this thought the other day. Do we have time for this? Oh. I I had this thought the other day. I was like, okay, a kid. You when we raise our kids, they're in our home until they're 18 years old, mm-hmm. and we're just teaching them 
how to just be in the world, right? They don't know anything. And then after that, then you get married and you think that somehow in one year, in a couple months, you're going to be good to go. And it's like, it took you 18 years to just learn how to exist in society without being a total jerk. And now we have to be married combined with a whole other person. And we think we're just going to just skate through it in like one, two years and then like be pros at it. Well, especially, Absolutely especially not. when if if our kids got married, that your kids would have grown up in in the Warshall house, two wonderful parents. Uh-huh. My kids would have grown up in the Deloney house, one wonderful parent Two wonderful and me, parents. And they would have had very different understandings of how the world yes. works and what relationships look like. Yes. And so they've got to figure out how not to recreate what they saw mom and dad do, yes. for good or bad, but to create something new and magical for them. Yes. Right. And that just takes time. It takes time. So I'm looking at this from Rachel and I'm thinking, okay, you're newly married and there's there's more dynamics to this than, a t- that, I don't want to say typical, there's more dynamics to this. Some people get married and it's just you and me for the first time ever, never lived together. Never, and then some people get married and it's like, oh, I'm bringing three kids into the room. This is his second dance, yeah, right? Yeah, this is so his second there. dance. That's right. So uh, this, is, this, is, this is a lot here. Hopefully, Rachel, out of all of the hundreds of millions of things that we just said, you'll pull something out that is helpful to you. But give yourself a little bit of grace. Counseling. John, I love me some counseling. Christian counseling, oh, any couples kind of counseling. counseling, put me on. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, that's I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for good counseling. I <laughs> just day. earlier today, after talking with my wife, I said, I'll call my counselor. And she goes, that's a good idea. That's so a yeah, good that, idea. Was, that was today. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yes. That's so, so good. Um, what is, so let's say, Ra- let's say Rachel's husband sits down and says, all right, I'm in. Let's do this budget thing. Okay. Where, where do they start? You know, here's the thing. Once he says, let's do this budgeting thing, I think that's a great place to start. You find your budget, find something that's good. You know, here we kind of like to identify the personality types. Like, is she a spender? Is he a saver? Because if you can kind of identify that early on, you're kind of going to know those points of contention ahead of time. Mm. And so them working that budget together is going to tell each other a lot about each other. So it's like, if they sit down, maybe he says, all right, let's do this budget. And they sit down and she immediately sees that he's like, his eyes are like glazed over, tuning out. Mm-hmm. She can probably assume, okay, he's not a nerd. Yeah. He, he's not, he's he's a free spirit. He might be more of a, a spending type. And if she's like, oh my gosh, I love these numbers. I just love filling in the line items. Then she's probably more of a nerd. She could be a saver or a spender, but doing the budget together tells you so much about each other and you both need each other. Yes. The spender needs somebody who's going to uh, balance them who's a saver. You know, the free spirit needs somebody who's more of a nerd to keep them balanced. So it's a balancing act. It's a dance. But getting that budget together. And of course, you know, John, I'm talking about the baby steps all day. Work those baby steps. There you go. All right. We'll be right back. 888-825-5225 on The Ramsey Show.
This is The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. I'm John Deloney, joined by Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls on your mental health, your marriage, your relationships, your money, whatever's going on. 888-825-5225. And for real, taxes are the worst. They're so confusing. And if you buy what some tax services out there say, you might think you'll never get a grasp on taxes, and you should even try. Right? Everyone's telling you you're stupid, you don't... We think you're smarter than that here at Ramsey Solutions, and you deserve the truth. So here's today's tax tip. Are you ready? Don't let fear of owing the IRS stop you from filing your taxes early. Tax bills aren't due until April 18th, even if you file now. So filing early gives you time to make a plan and pull money together. Now, if you can't pay it all by the deadline, send what you can, then set up a payment plan with the IRS online. They can charge interest and penalties, though, so pay it off as quickly as possible. And to avoid this situation again, take a fresh look at what you're paying the IRS during the year. You may need to have more money withheld from your paycheck or make quarterly payments if you have a small business. You have questions? Talk with a Ramsey-trusted pro, like one of our endorsed local providers or national partners. This is what I do, because I don't know what I'm doing. They can walk you through your tax return and do the filing. Or if you're comfortable filing online, check out Ramsey Smart Tax. Federal filing is just $19.95 right now, so there's no hidden fees. And Jade, I'll tell you this. The last few years, I've done Ramsey Smart Tax. This year got more complicated, messy, so I called the Ramsey Trusted Pro. Yeah. All along the way, dude, it's they've made it so easy for me. Yeah. And uh, it takes all the drama out of it. Right. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax to learn more and file with confidence. That's RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Let's go to JT in the 505 out in Albuquerque. What's up, JT? This is John Jade. That's it. What's up, man? Thank you guys for taking my call. I appreciate it. Absolutely, my brother. What's up? So I'm in a situation which I'm very fortunate to be in, but, uh, I bought a foreclosure about five, six years ago, and I've redone everything from the floors to the ceilings, put in running water and heat. It's, uh, it's, it's security for my son and my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that's wondering if I should sell it and kind of use the money to do other things, like maybe start a business or go into something else besides property, which... I know it's very secure, but at the same time, I just, I don't feel like the opportunity that I want or she wants is here in New Mexico. And, you know, we're just kind of trying to figure out if we should sell this place. When you say security, is this, are you saying secure, like you've got your own home or is, do you have another house somewhere and this is just a project? No, this is my primary residence and. Is it paid for? It is. Okay. What's it worth? You know, I got it for thirty, and I can probably sell for about one fifty. And do you want to leave New Mexico? I think so. Between water security over the next fifty years, and you know, trying to find opportunity, I just I think it's time. I'm sure my parents and her parents don't feel the same way, but because um, you guys have kids yeah. or one kid. Okay. How old are you, ma'am? I'm twenty eight. Twenty eight. So, JT, um, there's a – Jade will walk you through the, the math part of this. But let me 
man. In a lot of ways, I feel like I'm talking to myself ten or fifteen <laughs> years ten or fifteen years ago. Um, I had created quite an anxious life for myself and for my family financially. I was working way too much. I owed too much. I wanted a life that looked like X and Y and Z. And every time I got close to it, then I moved the, the finish line moved on me. Right. And yeah. then I started looking at, I was in West Texas. So I was right down the road from you. And I was looking at, well, what about this? And if this happens, and then in 25 years, this might happen. And the Ogallala is going to go draw. I, I started creating these catastrophes. And what happened in short order is my body started reacting to those catastrophes as though they were happening right now, even though they were all could be's, might be's, maybe's, even probably's of the next 50 or 100 years. And what happened in my home, at least, and I'll just say this, in the home of thousands of other people I've worked with over the last, last decade, is people around me started feeling electric because I was hard to be around because I was always predicting the next bad thing and the next thing, what about this? What about this? And then I'm working and then I'm trying to earn my worth and it just created a mess. I was very hard to be married to, not because I was a bad guy, but because I could never see the sun come up. And so here's what I'm going to tell you. I think you can sell this house and y'all can move to another place, but you're going to move to another place and you're going to have gone with you. And that same anxiety and that same stress and that same, I got to work, 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 because it's all coming down, that guy's going with you, man. And it wasn't until I completely unhooked from all the nonsense and went and got myself some help and went and got myself around some people that I knew loved me, some other men in my life that were my friends that I could just go spend. Like, it took me years to heal. And now I really believe with all my heart I could pretty much move wherever because I've got a I've got a built a non anxious life for me and my family. Does that is that ringing a bell? Tell me I'm crazy. No, that that's pretty, that's hitting home pretty hard. Okay, all right, all right. So, dude, I mean, I would not. You are one of the few people in the history of the world to have a paid for home. I don't think that I Jay. Tell me if I'm crazy. I would not risk my uh, uh, my family's primary home on something that might happen in 50 years and I'm going to start a business that's going to be my exit strategy. It just sounded like you were not clear on what the path forward was. And so I, I don't want to run from something. If I'm running, I want to know exactly what I'm running to. Right. And I want to have a very clear plan that's thought out, that is not based on fear, that's not based on a, a series of uh, what ifs. Do you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that it's something that is worthwhile. Yeah. And that's just, I know John is hitting the mental health side of it. That's, I mean, that's a financial side of it is what's the plan? We're not going to just go, oh, let's sell our house. It would be cool if we could start some kind of a business. Does that make sense? And, and maybe there's more legs to it that you didn't explain here on the air, but it kind of felt haphazard. Am I wrong? You know, it is. I mean, I don't have like, a specific plan yet, but I got things I'm trying to weigh out. So, yeah. So let's wait. I mean, yeah, you've got a body wait. that's electric, my brother. This sense that I've got to keep moving. If I stop moving, it's going to catch me. Whatever it is. And hey, one of my best friends in the world is a water law professor. I know how bad it is. It's it doesn't look good. Like I'll be honest. Like I'm with you. And is selling my family's primary home right now with a young kid. Is this the path out? 
or it sounds like a desperate, scary, I'm just going to start sprinting and hopefully I get to somewhere wherever I'm going. Yeah, I'd say that sounds pretty accurate and it does sound kind of foolish when you put it that way. <laughs> what, what's your what's your wife saying? I'm just curious. What's your wife saying about this, JT? Uh, you know, she's kind of down for whatever. She's ready to leave, but, you know, again, it's paid off, so we have the security, but there's lack of opportunity. And so, you know, we just kind of keep ping-ponging back and forth and really kind of getting nowhere, it feels like. JT, you just said it, man. When somebody tells me that their wife is, quote-unquote, down for whatever, you know what that means? She's tired of fighting you. Mm. She's hanging on. Damn, that hit home too. Woo! Okay. Woo! Come on, John. <laughs> so listen, listen, listen. Hey, I, I want you to hang on the line. I'm going to send you a copy of Own Your Past, Change Your Future. It's my book. I want you to read it. I'm going to send you Redefining Anxiety too. I'm going to send you both those books. And tonight, I want you to take your wife out for Valentine's dinner and say, honey, for the first time, before we make any plans, we start running things and selling things, I'm going to go talk to a counselor for the first time. And I'm going to commit to get myself well and stable. And then we're going to start making some long-term plans together. But I'm in this for the long haul with you. And I love you. And I'm going to get myself well. Start there, my brother. I'm proud of you. And thank you for the call. We'll be right back on The Ramsey Show. Day. Cue the sappy love song. No, dude. Cue it, the big bags of gummy candy, man. Gummy candy, not chocolate. Come on, John. I have eaten my body weight in gummy candies today. Somebody brought in some gummy heart things, and we, I'm not going to go to the bathroom for like three weeks. I've got a lot of gummy candy in my okay. body. Okay, listen. We've okay. got Valentine's Day pickup lines, and all, hey. I didn't know we have all these Ramsey dating groups, so we'll tell you all about them. Our very own Chris Russell and Will Smith came up with the top 10 Ramsey pickup lines. Not the Will Smith. Not the Will Smith. We have our own. We have our own. We have Will Smith 3.0. He's awesome. Dude's awesome. All right, uh, you go first. All right. Why are you going to make me say this one first? The first pickup line is this. You're finer than the print on George Campbell's podcast. Oh, gross. That's insider. It is insider. Um, all right. Uh, you're so hot. My debt snowball is melting. Woo! Love it. Love that one. If that... <laughs> if, if Sam Warshaw said that to me, I'm closing the door. And, and, and he's going to be on the other side of it. That's all I'm saying. I'm, sl- I'm slamming the door in his face. <laughs> oh, man. All right. If I had a dollar for every time I thought of you, I'd be a Baby Steps millionaire, girl. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Good thing I just got term life insurance because when I saw you, my heart stopped. Who? Oh, Lord. How did... <laughs> These two guys work at our... Oh, my gosh. All I, right. I, I, oh, I'm... Okay. When I saw you... Stop. When I saw you, my jaw dropped like the value of a new car. <laughs> Woo! We know that's 60%. <laughs> All right. I'm in on that one. I'm in, I like that one. I like that one. Okay. Uh... 
I'm making my will and I want <laughs> I'm making my will and I want to list you as a beneficiary. I need your phone number. <laughs> Dude, that's just creepy. That is kind of gross. That's just weird. All right. Oh gosh. The good news, I'm debt free. The better news, I'm also date free. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. That's a head scratcher. No, I'm in for that. I'm in for that. <laughs> I'm date free. What does that mean? You don't. What is? I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's more something you would tell your buddy. Like, hey, man. Uh, I don't have a date. I don't have a date. <laughs> is you, I've got money, but I ain't got a girl. Okay. Okay. Is uh, what's up, ladies? Is your name uh, Fanny May? Because you've got my interest. Woo-hoo! Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Wow. Okay. okay. Um, I'm falling for you faster than the price of Bitcoin. I like that one. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's salty though. That's I'm into a, that. That's a little salty as well. And uh, now I think officially across the country, um, we only have seven people still listening to this show. They've moved on to other <laughs> other programming. For you seven who are left, I got you. The final Ramsey pickup line. It's tax season. Want to file jointly? <laughs> we could save hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> we could save dozens of dollars. <laughs> All right. Hey, oh, so gosh. there's a Ramsey dating groups. Uh, singles, divorcees, struggling to find people to date who are like-minded when it comes to money and finances. People are posting to Ramsey Baby Steps Millionaires Face Group for advice. Group members pointed people to different Dave Ramsey online dating groups. People looking for connection on their financial and oh, love journey. I, I'm not mad at that. No, dude, I'm all in. I'm I, all in. Yeah, I think if you're dating, look, when I was dating, I didn't know about money the way I know about now, but I, yeah, you want to marry somebody, I mean, we talk about it all the time, who's on the same page as you, or that you're you're going in the same direction, right? and you have the same values uh, surrounding money and how, how you spend it, so... That's good. I can't think of something that was further from my mind when I was dating. So I, I wish I had, had that much foresight. Look, I I can't say that I like one at life with this because, you know, y'all know how much debt we came in with. Mm. And let me just tell you, can I just say this real quick? When Sam and I were dating, not like engaged, we didn't talk about money at all. Mm. I just, I didn't think, I did notice a couple of things. Like I noticed like he put gas on a credit card once and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, not that I was smart with money. I just noticed that. Then when we got married was the first time we really talked about it. And when he told me how much student loan debt he had, (laughs) oh Lord, y'all, thank God Sam Warshaw is good looking. This man is a snack, but his debt, when it came in, I was like, okay, okay. And then we paid it off. But do talk about these things ahead of time. The number of times my wife said, God help you. I'm so glad you're good looking. That's exactly right there. Okay. Okay. Look, it does help. You can't be out here uh, looking like a catcher's <laughs> mitt, you know, coming through <laughs> coming through with $300,000 of debt, too. You got to have one or the other. All right. So Dave Ramsey <laughs> online dating, a couple thousand members, Dave Ramsey dating group. Okay. And by the way, this isn't for dating Dave. He has spoken for. This is people who are like-minded, who are following oh, baby steps. Yeah, because y'all don't want to fight with Sharon Ramsey. Dave, I, I wouldn't. Dave Ramsey, Christian dating, bless this hot mess with a, several hundred members. Dave Ramsey's baby steppers dating page. Okay. And here are some questions to ponder. Um, Jade, let's yes. rapid fire these. What do you think? Okay. When should you start talking about money with someone you're dating? If you think you might get engaged soon. You don't think before that? Um, okay. 
Now you're making me. I thought this was rapid fire. <laughs> okay, I will change. It's like Matrix rapid fire. It's now, coming up. But it's I like will really now slow. stop and think and not be rapid. I I think that when you start seeing okay, there's like the basic things that I like about this person. Let's take it the next layer deep. Because okay. at first it's like, all right, they're kind. They've got, in, they're integral. They're like it's those base level stuff. They've got okay. good character. Now let's take it a step deeper. And I'm observing. Uh, now I, now okay. I'm observing. You're just commenting on, on actions, behaviors you're seeing. Yeah, I'm, I'm observing. Oh, they paid gas for, they paid for their gas with a credit card. Interesting. Or like you, you know, keep, um, uh, <laughs> you not, didn't tip well. Yeah, that's a big one. You're stingy. That, um, or you keep not taking me to a restaurant. You keep, uh, Getting macaroni and cheese at oh, home. No, we would have been finished. <laughs> we would have been done. The, fir the first offense, no three strikes on that one. All right, when do you share your debt? When you're married. Okay. So, but you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beforehand. But not, so when you're just dating or you get engaged, or we're going to start sharing our debt. No, when you're engaged, I think if you both have debt, start paying on it separately. Mm -hmm. Or if one side of it has debt, I think it shows really good faith for them to be like, hey, I know I'm bringing this into the marriage, especially if you've spoken about it. I'm going to start paying it off now. Awesome. And then when you get together, you combine forces and you can't be stopped. Right. Um, when do you talk about what are your money goals? Are they aligned? I like this. Let me ask. I, I like this one less about... I, my wife and I have had this conversation recently, and um, our smart investor pro has reached out to say, "Hey, we need to have a just a just a catch up conversation." The mm -hmm. market was bananas last year, and I don't think my wife and I have ever sat down and said, "What are our money goals?" I think we've sat down and said, "What do we want our life to look like? Um, what does security look like for us? What is where do we want to live? What do, what kind of home do we want to have for our kids to come home to?" And it's been so the, the, that particular phrase is is not something that's spoken to us, but the idea that we're going to talk about where we want to go and how we're going to get there. I love that. Is 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 how we. So it's all. I, I think the idea of what does what does life look like for you? What do you want this thing to look like when you're when it's all said and done for you? Knowing that when you're 19, yeah. it's going to look different, or you're 25, it's going to look different. I you're you're reading my mail on that because I I rarely just set goals. Yeah, I'm a strictly based on values i'm like what do we value in our life mm -hmm. and when it comes to money i think that's a phenomenal way to approach it mm -hmm. do we value uh, who maybe the wife values being able to stay home with the kids right. maybe and i think that when you do have those conversations approaching it from that there's so much more tied to it yeah. it's not just like oh i want to have thirty thousand dollars like that's great like that's a a goal to check off on that list on that path toward that those values mm -hmm. that you that you cherish but yeah i love that john that's if so your money goal is not tied to values or not tied to a picture of how you want your life to yep. be i cannot emphasize this enough you will have a million dollars net worth and you will be as hollow as an old rotted log absolutely you know I mean? or you can have half a million dollars you can have a hundred thousand dollars and you're leaning into your values and goals and your life will be incredible It'd be extraordinary, right so tie those things to your um to your goals valentine's day good folks this is your last warning make sure you don't forget if you have forgotten take care of your loved ones this is the ramsey show another hour in the books we'll see you soon
What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.